Hello, Finn Maniacs all over the world. Welcome to another edition of the Finn Maniacs podcast. Jason Sarney here, and I have my partner in crime on the in-season Monday morning quarterback, the Wednesday coaches breakdown, number nine, former Miami Dolphin quarterback, Jay Fiedler. How are you, Jay? Jason, I'm good. It's been a while, man. I'm ready to roll, man. Like just Let's... mid-season form. We're ready to rock. Exactly. We... Exactly. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, you know, it's this is about the time I'd be, you know, back in uh, you know, uh, mini camp season and uh, you know, getting getting to know the new players. So so let's get to know some of these new players here. A lot of new players we had. Obviously, the free agent class. We'll touch on that in a little bit, but we're still in that couple of days, a week or so after the draft. It was fantastic. I think the Miami Dolphin fan base is clamoring for playmakers. They got playmakers on both sides of the ball. Yep. Before we dissect each pick, why don't we go as the overall thought from an outside looking in, how do the Dolphins do? Overall, I, th- I think the Dolphins did fantastic. Uh, you know, Chris Greer, uh, you know, was wheeling and dealing all off season, uh, right from the get go, uh, you know, moving from six up to 12 down, uh, three up to 12 down to six. Uh, uh, and you know, the big, uh, you know, they, they filled the big needs that they, you know, were looking to get, uh, uh, you know, obviously we had talked about it, uh, a lot towards the end of the season and, and, uh, you know, Miami needing to really get a playmaker, uh, to help two out, uh, to help the offense out. Uh, with, with big chunk yardage plays, uh, getting the ball in a guy's hands that, you know, can can take it and, and do something with it. And uh, between, obviously, the first pick with Jalen Waddle and, uh, uh, you know, free agency going out and getting uh, Will Fuller, uh, you know, those are two guys right there that, uh, you know, can make plays with the football in their hands. So uh, uh, tremendous job there. And then, obviously, the rest of the draft, they filled in some, you know, some holes that, that were needed. Uh uh, you know, they got a, a little bit of, I guess, of, of a, a salary uh, a, a swap, uh, uh, you know, drafting uh, uh, Javon Holland and getting rid of Bobby Kane, uh, uh, you know, after the draft. So, uh, you know, Bobby Kane, huge, you know, defensive uh, captain, uh, you know, big part of it. But Javon Holland, I think, is a, a tremendous talent that could come in uh, and he's got, you know, some real talent around him in the secondary uh, on the corners, uh, you know, to help him out there, uh, uh, you know, so they'll be able to kind of utilize him in, in a lot of different ways, uh, you know, just with the versatility that they have on defense and the creativity that, uh, you know, a Brian Flores type defense uh, can, can, can bring out. And then obviously, you know, getting a guy like, uh, uh, like Phillips, uh, to, to be able to come off the edge in the and, uh, you know, second pick of, of the first round, you know, I think is, is huge. You know, anytime you could put pressure on a quarterback uh, without blitzing uh, is something that a, a defensive coordinator's dream. Uh, so if he, you know, can, can do that, if he can help the D line get more pressure on opposing quarterbacks, uh, uh, you know, without the blitz, I mean, that'll really just, uh, you know, open up plays for, uh, you know, for the secondary uh, that they, that they have made, you know, huge plays all year long last year. Uh, you know, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, uh, you know, all those guys uh, doing a fantastic job on the back end. So, you know, I think overall, uh, you know, the Dolphins did a tremendous job uh, leading up to the draft in the draft. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would have liked to seen a little bit more in free agency, but, uh, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, overall they are 
looking like a better team right now than they were a couple months ago. I certainly agree that they've improved. They've gotten better. If we're looking for, you know, if they get one or two wins better, I, I think that they might have achieved that. But just breaking down a couple of the players in the draft, you as a player had some of the best seats in the house watching as an offensive player the defense that you had. You had guys like Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan. Yep. You had Jason Taylor. I'm not comparing a Javon Holland to any defensive back that you played with. I'm not comparing the Xavier and Byron Jones duo to Pat and Sam or would even dare to dream of comparing Jalen Phillips to Jason Taylor. People <laughs> are excited, though. People are doing that, yeah. I I would love for people to curb the enthusiasm because we have to really understand how good these individuals were and, and really are in their legacy. But you've seen the old school. Tell me how close the new school these kids are to some of the best the Dolphins have ever had at the defensive end edge and in the secondary. Well, I think they got a ways to go. <laughs> it's plain and simple. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, look, uh uh, when, when you talk about a guy like Jason Taylor, uh, you know, Hall of Fame uh, defensive end, the guy that, uh, you know, brought it every single play as competitive as, as it gets, as athletic as you're going to see, uh, you know, from the defensive end position, uh, you know, being able to do everything and, and at his size, being able to hold an edge, uh, uh, you know, with his with his long arms, with his athleticism. Uh, you know, moves off the corner, uh, dropping back into into coverage. You know, his versatility was was unmatched. Uh, you know, a guy that could do everything. Uh, you know, Jalen Phillips. I think uh, you know he kind of looks a little bit like him, just from a size, you know, uh, athleticism standpoint. You know, tall, lanky uh, defensive end with a lot of moves, uh, with a with a motor that uh, that that doesn't quit. Uh, you know, but to to put him on that level, uh, you know, of a JT, there's there's a long ways to go. There's a big gap to fill uh, from you know a, a draft pick to uh, a Hall of Fame player. So you know, just just looking the eye test, you know, looks great. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, uh, you know he's a guy, and now you know now he's got to step up against competition. You know, against uh, against college uh, offensive linemen, he was able to you know, to manhandle, uh, you know, do a lot of different moves. He, he has a lot of counter moves and, and different uh, uh, rush techniques coming off the edge. Uh, you know, he's going to have to continue to expand on that, continue to build, uh, uh, you know, his all-around game, uh, you know, to, to get to that level and, and, and being able to, to control an edge and, and uh, you know, uh, work in the run game as well as uh, just being a pass rusher. It's going to be very exciting to watch his development because I think the word development is what is key for a guy like a Jalen Films because you said it. Everyone's got to stop with the comparisons to JT. I mean, a long, long, long way to go to yes. get to that upper echelon of talent. It's nice to hope, but give me 65% of Jason Taylor right now and Jalen Phil. I'll sign on the dotted we'll line take right it. now. We'll exactly. take it. Exactly. But let's talk to him because that's yep. really what we're here for is did the Dolphins adequately draft the guy to be that playmaker? And I'll tell you, you got the familiarity, the Alabama, you know, reunion with Jalen Waddle. Give me your thoughts on that pick. Yeah, look like a lot of reunions in the draft uh, with the wide receivers this year. The top top three guys were all reunited with uh, uh, with their college quarterbacks, uh, with the Chase and Burroughs, with uh, Waddle and, and Tua, and uh, and Devontae and, and Jalen Hurts. So, uh, 
you know, that familiarity definitely helps, uh, you know, certainly, you know, the, the getting involved, uh, uh, learning a new system, uh, you know, you don't have to learn new body language uh, with it. So, you know, as a quarterback, being able to understand the body language of, of your receivers is, is, is a huge plus. And, uh, you know, to already having that familiarity with, uh, with Waddle and a guy who's a shifty guy who could, you know, uh, you know, make a lot of defenders uh, look silly. Uh, you know, he, he's definitely one that, you know, you need to be uh, you need to understand the body language so you can get the ball on him quick, you know, as he's coming out of breaks, uh, you know, to, to give him, you know, the best chance of getting the ball in his hands with a chance to break away, uh, you know, after the catch. So, you know, that that's a big key and, and definitely a positive uh, in, in, you know, reuniting uh, uh, Waddle with Tua, uh, you know, in terms of that pick, I think, you know, at the point that where they were with Pitts gone, with uh, with Chase gone, Waddle was certainly the top playmaker in the draft. Uh, you know, at that point, and you know, like we said all along, you know, that was the the, the Dolphins' biggest need uh, on the offensive side was was getting a playmaker that could do something with the ball. You know, whether you you know creative and and. and you know, bringing them out of the backfield on jet sweeps, on on uh, on screens, uh, on the outside, or pushing it downfield. You know, he's a player that could do everything. He could, uh, uh, you know, make plays on all levels. So uh, uh, he definitely brings some versatility uh, into the offensive system now, and uh, uh, and and a, and a level of comfort for Tua. The best thing about what we, you know, the film that we dissected throughout the course of the year, my favorite games were the games where both Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua were in. And you were able to really tell the differences, even if it's by a split second of Ryan Fitzpatrick having confidence to throw it to a receiver without that open separation versus Tua's, I don't want, I want to choose my words correctly here, Jay. Uh, Sometimes maybe lack of just letting it rip, just needing to just understand the, familiarity a receiver's body language so speaking of that specificity how important is waddle to to his confidence to say you know what he might not be that open but i just know that waddle's gonna break now how important is that uh, th- that definitely helps uh, i think from you know from the things that you're talking about and and what we saw on film uh you know i think more of that has to do with just uh uh, 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 processing the defense and, and, you know, getting to the right place at the right time, rather than, you know, the simple one-on-one situations where, you know, you're, you're throwing to a receiver, you know, you're going right there. You, you know, you, you're waiting on him to, you know, give you your, your, your little signal, uh, whether it's a head move, a head nod, or, or putting a stick in a foot in the ground, uh, you know, to, to signify his break. Um, you know, that's definitely something that that helps. But I think, you know, more so for Tua is really getting into the film in the offseason, uh, you know, really diving in deep and, and, and understanding defenses, understanding how they rotate, understanding, uh, you know, the looks that they give pre-snap and, and, and post-snap. Uh, and, and then understanding where those holes open up and why they open up at a certain time. Uh, and, and then, you know, from there, it's the trust level of knowing your receiver is going to get there at the right time. So that's a, you know, it's a, it's a two part, uh, you know, way of developing, uh, you know, certainly uh, having that familiarity with, with the receivers helps. It definitely builds a confidence and knowing that your receivers, you know, going to be at the place that, you know, you, you know, you're expecting him to be at. 
you know, but on the on the flip side, you know, just being able to to understand the defense, to see it and and know where it's rotating, know where those holes are going to be at the right time. You know, that's something that, you know, Tua really has to continue developing uh, throughout this offseason. And, and look, you know, like we said all along this past, uh, you know, this past season, you know, he's still a young guy. Uh, limited uh, 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 college experience, uh, you know, he was, he was uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was thrust in there because, you know, they kind of, you know, moved him in there, uh, you know, midseason uh, uh, in, in, into into the starting job. OK, but he also, you know, he had uh, a great mentor in, in Ryan Fitzpatrick to have to, to help him out to help him understand. And, and I expect them to, you know, really continue through going through the off season and, and continuing to, to, to get better understanding of, uh, of, you know, how the offense works and, and, uh, uh, and how to anticipate the holes. What I was happiest with when they made the pick was the, well, for what it seems, who knows what goes on in the draft, but it seemed like it was rather quick. It seemed like they didn't really take the clock down. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes, but it seems like that was their guy probably very happy to hand that ticket in. And we will bring it in a couple of moments. Uh, the Finmaniacs director of college scouting, Hussam Patel, he's been really doing tape and work. He knows these guys inside out. I think he was initially upset. I think he was on the Devontae Smith bandwagon. I'll let him speak for himself. But before that, Hunter Long from Boston College, tight end brought in. Jay, I know you're a smart guy. Can you solve a Rubik's Cube in under 45 seconds? No, I can't. <laughs> Could you build a computer? Can I build a computer? I don't think I can. These are things that our new tight end can now do fairly simplistically, it seems. And I honestly hope he runs the seam route just as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on him with uh, Mike Kosecki? Well, look, I hope he blocks the edge and, and helps in the run game. And I hope he can get downfield and find the seam and, and uh, you know, out jump a, a linebacker for, uh, you know, for, for a nice uh, uh, fade route down in the end zone. So, uh you know, if he could solve a Rubik's Cube while he's doing that, all, all the better. You know uh, what? But... We might have to ask him to do that. He might have like one of those like pocket keychain Rubik's Cubes. You know, I've seen the one of the guys that do it one-handed now, you know, so that he could do it, you know, the cube in one hand and then catch the ball on the other hand. We're setting you know, we'll the bar see, low We'll here. see really how talented the guy is. Well, we'll let Hunter know this. Hopefully uh, we're, we're working on him to come on in for a pod, but uh, I want to ask you about the, I guess it's kind of a trend in the NFL or the, you know, the 12 personnel, two tight ends, you know, we have Super Bowl contending teams and winning teams utilizing two pass catching tight ends who could block, who could really do it all. We saw Gronkowski, Cameron Braid, OJ Howard with Tampa Bay. Uh, do you think the Dolphins are really kind of copy that mindset or is this still experimental? Uh, no, I, I think, you know, the, the way the NFL works nowadays, uh, you know, tight ends are just matchup nightmares. Uh, you know, the way the rules are, the way uh, offenses are created, uh, you know, having a, a solid pass catching tight end, uh, you know, in your system and having multiple guys, you know, just create matchup, creates matchup nightmares uh, for defenses. Uh, you know, defenses have, have had to get, have had to get, you know, smaller and faster because of the rules. And now that allows, you know, a bigger, stronger tight end, you know, to, 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 to get downfield and, and body out uh, the defenders. Uh, you know, they are also able to, you know, catch those, you know, high balls across the middle that, uh, uh, you know, w without, uh, you know, the threat of getting blown up. 
so, you know, when you got a big guy, 240 pound, you know, pound guy, 260 pound guy that can run a four five, four six, uh, you know, get down the field and, 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 you know, just stature wise is, is bigger than anything the defense, uh, you know, has, you know, in that second level, you know, it, it just creates great opportunities for a quarterback, uh, you know, to make plays uh, in that in, intermediate uh, uh, range game. Uh, uh, and, and it gives, you know, QBs a big uh, a target radius, you know, to throw to. We touched on the skill position players. Uh, we obviously threw in the Javon Holland reference, but there was another, the fourth guy in the first couple of picks here for the Dolphins, Liam Eichenberg. If you're going to get a position player at a school, give me a Notre Dame offensive lineman. So yeah. quarterback, Jay Fiedler, how much fun is it to get an offensive lineman early? Well, look, uh, you know, as a quarterback watching that draft, uh, you know, with the Dolphins, that might have been my favorite pick uh, there it is. You know, of all of them. Uh, you know, certainly I, I like Eichenberger, uh, Eichenberg coming out. Uh, uh, you know, I thought he's a solid, versatile player, uh, you know, can play uh, different positions, got great size, uh, you know, 6'6", uh, you know, to, to, to control, control the edge. He has good feet and, and you know, does a great job in, in the run game uh, as well. You know, kind of reminds me we were doing comparisons before a little bit of a, a Todd Wade, uh, you know, type ah. uh, type player, uh, you know, a tall, you know, big guy in the run game that, you know, can use the long arms to protect off the edge as well. And, uh, uh, you know, and certainly has the athleticism to, to move around to, to, to different positions. So, uh, uh, you know, great pick there. I think, you know, just adds to, you know, to some depth on the offensive line. Uh, you know, that, uh, you know, and I thought their offensive line last year kind of gelled pretty well, uh, you know, towards the end of the season. Some of the young guys, you know, they played a lot of, uh, young guys, uh, uh, you know, throughout the second half of the season that, you know, I thought performed pretty well and, and can continue to develop, uh, uh, you know, into, into their second year, uh, now. Uh, so I think, you know, you got a lot of depth on the offensive line and, uh, there'll be some good competition, uh, to see who that starting five is going to be. This was really a terrific draft overall. Uh, I want to bring in uh, the Finmaniacs director of scouting, Hussam Patel, who's going to probably uh, ask him maybe a devil's advocate question about the Waddle versus Smith. But uh, without further introduction, Hussam, how you doing, my hey, friend? Hey, Jason, thanks for having me on. And, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm talking to a former Dolphins quarterback in Jay Fiedler. Hussam, how, how you doing, doing my man? I'm doing, I'm doing great. <laughs> I beat you to it, man. I beat you to it. Of course, maybe we're asking the same exact question at the right time. I feel like we already have a connection going already. <laughs> well, first off, yes, I'm a Devonta Smith stand. I'm a Devonta Smith homer. He was, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the draft class. This Heisman performances and what he did at Alabama, it it shined. However, when we take a look at this Dolphins offense, we are missing a route runner in both Smith and Waddle. Our route runners, but the key element was speed. Now you have Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle together. As a quarterback, when you have speedy guys and deep threats, along the hash marks, how does this help in your mental process? Uh, well, look, uh, you know, anytime you have a, a guy on the outside that, uh, you know, can take the top off the defense, it really expands, uh, uh, you know, what you could do offensively and it, and it helps open up other areas of the game. Uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, if you got your run game going, it, 
uh, you know, having a speed guy on the outside, uh, you know, to, to, to take the top off in a play action game and hold those safeties at, uh, you know, at, at depth, uh, you know, helps on both sides of it. Uh, and then certainly in the passing game, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the drop back game and, and, uh, uh, and everything there, you know, getting a guy that can, you know, uh, 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 you know, warrant double coverage, uh, you know, warrant, uh, 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 you know, defenders playing softer and, and, and opening up bigger holes, uh, in the defense, you know, really just, uh, you know, helps a quarterback, uh, uh you know, in, in, in all ways. And, you know, certainly when you got speed combined with, you know, a guy who could run, you know, run a, run a route, uh, you know, it, it makes a huge difference. And what about the run game too? How does this open up the run game for Miami? Uh, well, look, uh, you know, the the anytime you could advance your your passing game and 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 give yourselves more threats on the outside, especially you know downfield on the outside or, or you know out in the, in in the screen games, uh, you know, with a playmaker uh, uh, out wide uh, or in the slot, you know, it it stretches the defense out a little bit more. Uh, you know, it forces them, you know, to try and get pressure on uh, on, on a quarterback, uh, you know, to help either, you know, to, to, to protect in the run game and then try and get pressure to, you know, to, to, to uh, uh, upset timing uh, in the passing game. But when, you know, defense brings pressure, it opens up huge opportunities for big plays. Uh, you know, so if you got guys can that can, you know, win that one-on-one battle uh, on the outside that have the speed to do it, to, to, to go over the top or, you know, the route running capabilities to get open fast, uh, you know, it's a huge advantage, uh, 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 you know, to, to help you out in the run game uh, and to help any quarterback out. With those seven drafted players, of course, you know, some flyers taken on, you know, Lionel Coleman, offensive lineman from UMass, you know, a Jared Doak from Cincinnati. The, these are, you know, the Dolphins have found seventh rounders and Chris yep. Greer has found some. So we'll see. I think it's going to go into camp, some fun little battles there. But when you mix in, Jay, the the free agents that they brought in, you touched on a Will Fuller, you know, you throw in a Malcolm Brown running back, you know, it could be a nice little goal line guy. How much did the Dolphins improve when you combine both components of the offseason? Well, I, I think they improved tremendously uh, from, uh, you know, from the draft and, and, and free agency side uh, to being able to sign some, you know, some key players back uh, uh, to Landon Roberts, uh, you know, getting signed back on, uh, on the uh, linebacker crew uh, was big. I think he had a great season uh, uh, last year, uh, you know, as long as he stays healthy, uh, you know, throughout the year. Uh, but, you know, certainly from the offensive side, they added a ton of depth, uh, you know, so, you know, Fuller does have, you know, uh, uh, an injury history uh, in Houston, as do, you know, a few of the players, uh, you know, the other players on the wide receiver core uh, in Miami with Parker and, and Preston Williams now, uh, you know, those guys. So, you know, to add a little bit more depth at that position, uh, you know, certainly helps out, uh uh, you know, if one guy does get hurt, uh, you know, you got more depth to, to, to come in uh, behind him. And then, uh, you know, it's also, you know, you're going to be able to, you know, line up in more three wide, four wide situations, you know, spread the defense out, give to a little bit easier look uh, on the defense by spreading teams out. Uh, you know, if you have that much depth across the wide receiver position. Now, with all of this depth, even in the wide receiver position and across the team as a whole, 
What's your outlook for the Dolphins in 2021? Uh, well, look, you know, they're, they're certainly in one of the tougher divisions, uh, you know, to, to, to play in Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, last year kind of cemented themselves as, uh, uh, you know, the team to beat uh, in the AFC East. Uh, you know, you know that the Patriots are always going to, you know, have a competitive uh, team out there and they certainly, you know, uh, did a lot this offseason uh, in, in free agency and, and uh uh, you know, Belichick, Belichick kind of rebuilding that team, uh, you know, after the departure of, of Brady last year uh, and, and the down season that they had uh, this past season. But, uh, uh, you know, I think the Dolphins, uh, again, like I said, they improved uh, their roster. I think, you know, they got another year with uh, with Brian Flores at the helm, uh, you know, to, to, to continue developing, you know, the team culture. Uh, so, you know, they certainly have, you know, every bit, uh, uh, you know, as good as good a chance as any uh, to, to unseat Buffalo, uh, you know, to, to, to compete with them for that top, uh, uh, you know, uh, AFC East championship uh, and, and certainly, you know, get into the, uh, uh, you know, get into the mix, you know, in the, uh, the, the top few uh, seeds in the uh, AFC uh, playoffs. So, uh, you know, I, I look at them right now as a playoff team. I think, uh, uh, you know, they'll be uh, certainly competing for that. It's going to be a tough division. I, you know, we'll see, uh, uh, you know, how the schedule all plays out, uh, I think, uh, comes out tonight. Uh, I'm not sure when this pod- podcast is going to get out, but uh, uh, we're doing this right before the, uh, the the schedule comes out. We'll see how, you know, that, that works out, uh, you know, from, from a flow standpoint and everything. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, I, th- I think the Dolphins have a, a you know, tremendous – high expectations uh, this year. Uh, you know, they had a great season last year. They built that, they changed that culture around in, in the locker room. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you, you can see the unity across the board from the top down now, from Greer down to, uh, you know, through Flores and into, you know, the culture of the team and and, uh, and the makeup of the team. And you got some great leaders in, the, in that locker room uh, that'll certainly uh, continue to foster that culture, uh, you know, going forward. And now you just, you know, uh, again, like we talked about, uh, uh, adding depth and, and talent into that locker room. And, you know, really the sky's the limit right now. So you mentioned that Liam Eikenberg was your favorite pick of the NFL draft and his athletic profile is different compared to Austin Jackson's, who's more of a raw athletic, uh, talent. Yep. Now they're probably both going to be playing on the tackle on the outside, blocking those edge rushers with the different athletic profiles along the offensive line. What is, you know, those profiles, but what does it mean for an offensive line to really gel together and play to their strengths? Well, uh, you know, that, that's one of the toughest things to, to develop in, in football is, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, five guys to really work together and, you know, it takes, you know, a tremendous amount of communication and it takes a tremendous amount of, uh, of trust in each other, uh, you know, to take the proper footwork to, to understand, uh, you know, the, the, the defensive shades that uh, the linemen are, are bringing to see the blitzes that are coming and, and being able to adjust, uh, you know, the blocking schemes, uh, you know, across uh, seeing those blitzes and, and getting to the right spot. So, uh, you know, uh, again, I think, like I said before, you, you got a lot of depth now on the offensive line. We'll see how, 
you know, which five end up, uh, you know, standing out and, 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 and taking that, uh, uh, you know, becoming the starting five and, and those guys got to just, you know, continue to gel and work together, uh, uh, you know, to, to develop those, uh, you know, cohesive, uh, 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 the, the cohesive play across the line. Hussam, some really great questions, my man. And I really want to say thank you for all the hard work. Your your draft season is kind of over. You have about like a two-day break. And then I know that you're working on <laughs> next year's scouting. So you have a couple of days off, Hussam, and then we'll get you back to work. But uh, keep the good work up, my friend. And uh, Jay, uh, you know, I know you're busy this time of year. I think you have some sort of a countdown going on. And I think it correlates a little bit to my summer plans. And well, what are you up to this summer? Every uh, well, what am I up to this summer right here? There, there you go. Brookwood camps, the sports Academy of Brookwood camps. So, uh, uh, you know, once again, I'm looking forward, uh, you know, last summer we, you know, we were shut down with, with COVID, uh, you know, weren't able to open. Uh, so, you know, this has been a two year, uh, uh process to, to getting back reopened again. Uh, we can't wait to get, uh, you know, our kids back on campus. And rumor has it that uh, we do have a new broadcasting director. Uh, yes. Coming in. I heard. Uh, yeah. Terrific individual, big time uh, supporter of all things football. And uh, your co host, it's me. I'm actually going to be up there <laughs> hanging out with you at Camp Brookwood. So I yes, can't and wait. We're, and we're excited to have you. You know, we, we, we've had a great, uh, you know, broadcast program. Uh, up at camp for for six or seven years now and uh you know we're excited to bring you in as uh, as the director now and, and really enhance the program even more uh you know bring your expertise from uh what you do with fin maniacs and uh, and all your experience uh you know with that and and be able to you know pass that along to to all our campers uh and and rumor has it you might even you know want to ref a basketball game here and there Oh, I dusted off the zebra stripes. I'm going to buy a new pair of high tops. I, for the first time in like 10 years, a new pair of high tops. But <laughs> I will, uh, it'll be like riding a bike getting back on that basketball court. But I can't wait. I'm actually honored and thrilled. I cannot wait to get back to camp. I'm a camp guy at heart. It's in my DNA. So uh, we will be doing tons of footage. Uh, Finn Maniac, Brookwood Camps. We're really going to integrate a ton of fun things in the new world of broadcasting with all the fun socials out there. So, Jay, it's always a pleasure. And uh, anything for the immediate couple of days in your world? What's cooking this weekend and everything? Uh, right now, it's all uh, summer camp preparations. It you know, it's uh, 24-7. I'm, I'm getting ready for uh, for no sleep from uh, June 26th until until uh, early August. And, uh, uh, you know, right now I'm trying to get a, about, you know, four or five hours of sleep and, uh, you know, this time of year, you know, and, and I'll, you know, work my way down to the two or three hours I get through <laughs> the summertime. There's really nothing like it. There will be surprise after surprise coming. I can promise you that. So for Hussam, for Jay, I'm Jason Sarney for the Finn Maniacs crew. Till next time, everybody. Fins up. Oh, <laughs>